is what I have instead of coffee. Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. And I'm Zach. And we're, we're back after another long break. Mm. And we're, we're still missing our other co-host, but we're hoping to have him back yeah, eventually. He, he did not have the ability to do a show tonight, had stuff going on, um, but I'm sure he'll be back soon. Andrew will return at some point. Um, but I do have a cigar tonight. I'm, I'm recording in the garage from the, the secondary studio, <laughs> um, which technically is the primary studio, really, for the podcast. Um, how, much do you, do you, how much do you use the, the inside studio? I mean, I stream there. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I guess really that makes sense, but. Yeah, I, I can't really stream on this computer anymore because everything has gotten so much more demanding and the computer is seven years old at this point, something like that. I mean, I used the laptop and I understand. I mean, it's not um, bad, but it's old. I mean, it's got it's, an i7 in it. I mean, you can feel how dated it is. Like, it's oh, fine for sure. going on the internet, but like. Yeah, it's fine yeah. for watching YouTube and like recording an audio podcast, but like streaming. Because like I've streamed uh, video podcasts on here actually in the last like year. Um, I totally just did something really retarded, by the way. What'd you do? I had my desktop audio muted. Oh, good job. So you did, like I could talk, but you weren't being heard. Well, that's okay. I, I think my audio will be fine. Yeah. Um, where I, so for context, for those listening, I'm trying out a new recording method where I record discord audio through, uh, Streamlabs without recording video and zero is he's streaming and we can dump that audio later from the video of his stream if we need to. So that's why he was saying, Oh, I didn't have audio playing. Um, Yeah. But I, I think it'll be fine. I did a test, and it, it recorded everything just fine. I've got an audio output capture, and I think it's okay. Should be good. Should be yeah. all right. It, it shows on the mixer when you speak. So, But I, I've got my uh, Punch Signature Rothschild cigar tonight. I don't know how long it'll last. I, I don't anticipate this this podcast going too much over an hour. But Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to do, like, a three-hour show and have it not work properly. Um, but, yeah. That would be very unfortunate. So, yeah, like we were saying before, so we both have gotten back into streaming. I guess we both have tried streaming before. Yeah, I mean, um, I did it full-time for nine months. Yeah. Um, with no success whatsoever. Um but, you had, I mean, you had like you had a little success. Like I had, you, you I had no success. Your, your Discord as, was popping for a bit, you know. I had no success as far as it being a viable career. That's fair. It, it was something fun to do, but ultimately, I was streaming eight hours a day at least five days a week, sometimes six, um, for a maximum of two viewers. I never got three average viewers in that nine months. So, um, see, I joined, I, I had a friend help me join a, a team and I started meeting a lot of people through that. So that helped a lot. Like I still have a very low, uh, viewer count most of the time. 
Um, but then every now and then there'll just be like 15, 16 people in my channel. And I'm just well, like, oh, okay, well, this is nice. And the other thing is this was a couple of years ago. So a lot of the like stream teams and like that whole part of Twitch is different now. Um, basically back then it was, you kind of needed to know somebody that was really big and have them support you. Otherwise it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, unless was... you just were a random, you know, you hit the Twitch lottery is what they called it literally. Um, and people just randomly decided to watch you or Twitch put you like on the front page. Yeah, um, that's fair. I was like, so, I've already got, I've already got a couple of people check, uh, checking it now. I got a life to be made, and uh, and butters are, is in here. So, yeah, what's up, butters? Hello, this dude with the snacks. Oh, oh you, the so, dratini? Yeah, I was like snakes. Okay, yeah, it's a dratini. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, other than uh, other than streaming, life has been pretty. I mean, it's been eventful, but like uneventful because COVID, obviously. Um, yeah. So my wife got laid off first because she worked at a school. Um, and she got the COVID unemployment benefits. And then um, I got laid off, like, I want to say like five or six months later. Um, like, honestly, right before Christmas, I think it was. It was like right around, no, it was around Thanksgiving. Um, well, no, it was when you visited. So it must have been like October, right? When I visited? Yeah. No, no didn't it I? It was summer. I was going to say, didn't I visit in like June or July or something yeah, like that? I've totally lost track of time. It was because, yeah, COVID started like April. Yeah. Um. Which wow. is what I lost. <laughs> That's when I lost my job because I lost my like. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks in, like I remember us both sitting there right around the time COVID hit because that's when the stocks were crashing. Yeah. So I was sitting at work all day watching the stock market just lose its shit. Man, um, that that has really gone full circle. <laughs> now it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's gone completely ape shit. But um, hey, my I mean, stocks how about, are all green how about today. GameStop. How about them GameStop stocks though? Yeah, hey, I made ten dollars on GameStop. Okay. Yeah. I could buy a used game. Um but no, I, I have made uh I've actually made a couple hundred bucks on Dogecoin and uh Bitcoin. So there's something. Um but yeah, so I I ended up on the unemployment um whenever that was, like around like what, July? Something like Somewhat, that. Well, you replied, there. and then it took you a while to get it, I remember. Oh, my God. I waited. I want to say I waited. Uh, it was 16 weeks. What is that? Four months? Sure. Yeah, four times four. Yeah, I, I waited. Yeah. Uh, I waited four months to actually get my unemployment money, and I ended up getting this massive sum deposited all at once. And their reasoning for the delay was this seems like a... a a too large sum of money. And I'm like that. No, <laughs> like you can't say, Hey, we think this is suspicious because we owe him too much money. Like that's no, I need that please. Um, and it basically took me calling them and saying, Hey, what the hell are you doing? 
I had to wait on hold for eight hours one day mm-hmm. um, to get through and talk to them and said, hey, why, why do you not give me dollars? Do I get interest on this? Like, should I have my lawyer call you? Because there's no reason not to give me the money. And they were like, oh, yeah, it looks like there was a mistake. And it just we thought this was a problem because it was too much money. And I'm like, it's not too much. It's what you owe me. And they're like, uh, we'll talk to the, uh, you know, manager or whoever. And they came back like a minute later and they're like, yeah, it looks like that was just a mistake on our end. We'll release the funds today. And I was like, thanks. I guess. I feel like I want to do that next time I owe money on taxes. Yeah. Like what if I was going to pay you the taxes, but it seemed like too much money. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) how is it okay for them to do that? And for us to be like, you know, I was going to pay you rent this month, but it seemed like I didn't really want to give you that much. So I just decided not to, um, but well, yeah, I, I just let that, that extra money sit in my, my bank account and gain interest. Um, I needed that to buy GameStop stock, but um, no, I, I eventually got it and I'm actually still on unemployment because they ended up extending it. Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of waiting that out at this point because I've earned it. Like I, I worked a lot um, and I literally lost my job because of COVID. Like they straight up said, Hey, we can't afford to pay you. Um, and they basically got rid of like my whole department. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer, but um, you know, it is what it is. And honestly, like in retrospect, looking back at like some of the business decisions and like the actions of the people in charge, I've, I've come to two conclusions being that, I'm never working for anyone else again, um, short of like some really strange circumstance. Um, And two, I don't know if it's all restaurants. I'm sure it's not. But every brewery that I've had interactions with, uh, the owners tend to be complete scumbags. Yeah, that, that checks. Like, some of them seemed like they were really into brewing or like, you know wine making or whatever when they started but i don't know if it's something about the business that like you know turns them to the dark side but they just turn into real like no i rubbing like it's it's absolutely it's the way that we do business in this country it's one of the reasons that i don't really do anything with my business anymore um because like when we started flipping houses the whole reason behind it was like well, there's no affordable housing anywhere. We don't really need to make much of a profit. Like, a little bit of profit for our work would be nice. Um, but we really just want to not lose money and make some more affordable housing because, you know, me and all my friends couldn't afford anything. Right. Um, and then we very quickly, like, just dealing with the banks, you realize, like, oh, they're going to screw you to the point where the only way for you to not lose money is to screw other people even harder. Right. Um, and then when I got tired of that, I started trying to start a couple businesses with my friend. Um, like one of them was, we were trying to start a land center. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to do like that mall stuff where they have like the neon lights and the newest everything everywhere. I just wanted a cool place for people to hang out, maybe do some local video game tournaments, like 
just get gamers out of the house and like interact with one another and have a good time. Yeah, basically like an um, arcade with modern tech. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And we're trying to get investors, trying to get the bank involved, anything, trying to get any of the money that we needed to start it, off. It's all you, about you, how much profit can you turn us? Yeah, well, it's basically like, okay, so we owe this much, so we're planning on doing this and this and this to make up the money, and it should take us this long. Like, I, I've read enough books, I know a little bit about business, like, I had a plan, and all the investors were just immediately like, okay, so what else can you charge them for? Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, well, can you charge them to rent out, like, headphones and controllers and an entrance fee and memberships and drinks and, like... Which is what all the land centers do. I mean, that is their business. Exactly. Is exactly. charge people for it's like when you go to the bowling alley, they don't make their money on the bowling. They make their money on the shoes and the beer sales and the hot dogs. Right. And like it kind of got to a point where I was like, Well, look, if I do this, it won't be profitable. Yeah. And they were like, Why? I'm like, Because people can play video games at home. Like I I wanted the I wanted to run a business that stayed afloat. I wasn't trying to make the next Fortune 500. Like I just yeah. Like the only the only successful ones that I've seen lately is there's a pretty popular barcade. Like that's become kind of a thing where people go and buy drinks, and there's a bunch of arcade machines and like PCs and stuff. Um, which is basically like Dave and Buster's, right? Like that's essentially yeah. what you've made. And then there's you know like. In big cities, you've got people that are into like the cat cafes and stuff like that. Um, well, I think see, a lot like, of that arcade style stuff. A, a lot of that, I think, comes down to location. Yeah. Because like just tr- trying to get a liquor license anywhere near where I am is a pain in the ass. Oh, it's you know yeah. I mean? No, I mean like that. That came up at I've worked at several different breweries and like alcohol establishments, um, and two of them now have both found loopholes in the the laws so that they are able to avoid um getting a a liquor license because it's impossible and then after they found the loophole um one of them actually was unable to open a new business they were in the like they had gone through the whole process purchased the building rebuilt the entire thing and built a restaurant inside of it and tried to open a brand new business and then they ended up not being able to open it and just lost like millions of dollars and had to shut down because the city was like, no, you, you screwed us on your other business. You can't have a liquor license. You're never getting another one. So they were pretty oh. much just screwed. And I was like, well, yeah, you, you literally basically said, Hey, we're going to just not get a liquor license and, you know, avoid, doing anything with a community here um, just so that we don't have to spend X amount of dollars to buy the liquor license. So yeah, that whole thing is, I mean, it's shitty on both sides, but it's just the whole, that whole industry has really, really put me off Um, to the point where it's like, I don't even want to go drink or eat at breweries anymore because it's like, I've had such bad experiences with the people running those places. Um, And like most of the time the brewers are cool. The waiters and waitresses, the cooks are nice. Um, You know, usually a little bit 
nuts. Um, but like, they're nice. And then it's like the owners are just like, man, if they could, if they can wring a single more cent out of somebody, they will do it. Um, and just, I mean, I'm, I'm running into this, this issue now where like, I, I'm starting to see how a lot of industries run. Yeah. And it, we're, we're just kind of making it to where like every company is not only undesirable or like every industry is not only undesirable to work for, but like, I kind of don't even want to buy from them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I, I love uh, Bethesda. I love Bethesda games, but like over the past decade or so, even up till now, like all the lawsuits regarding them and their shady acquisitions and all this other stuff, it's like, and then you hear from like game designers all over the industry um, that are just like, yeah, we get mistreated as fuck. Like they know that we want to do this for a living. So they're basically like, good, you'll do a lot of stuff for like free and we'll run you ragged and destroy yeah, your life. I actually read a story today um, where they were talking about how developers are just running people ragged until they quit or get fired. Um because there's just an infinite pool of talent out there because people want to work in that industry. So they have no reason to try to keep those people around. It's like the retail industry. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to show up and clock in within a three minute window or, you know, you get a, a late thing on your record. And if you, if it happens three times over the course of 10 years, you're fired instantly. Which, like, but yeah, of can course, somebody explained to me. Fired. I, I was talking about this earlier. Can someone explain to me when the fuck getting a job was also like going back to kindergarten? Like you've got a bunch of businesses now that are like, you know, oh, well you have like an attendance chart and you get bonuses for yeah. like perfect attendance and not using sick days and like being here at exactly this time. And like, what? like you know, I had, one of my one of the chiefs that I that I was working for because they're kind of moving us all around to the schools right now, um, was like, oh, well, you can't leave the property on your fifteen minute breaks, only your thirty minute breaks. And I'm like, okay, first of all, don't tell me where I can be. Right. Wherever the fuck I want to go is where I'm going. Like, I I don't no. know that that's even legal, actually. <laughs> well, technically, it is because. For they they don't pay you on the thirty minute breaks, but they but are. They do you pay you for the fifteen, yeah, right. Um, but I was like, okay, but like I also can't smoke on school property, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So anyway, I'm leaving school property. I'll see you in fifteen minutes. Like, <laughs> right. Like I'm at that I'm point. It's like my break area, how I right? want. I'm I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Like you can choose where I smoke it, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, at that point, that's like a uh, one of those gray areas where it's like, well, I'm going to do this, so I'm I'm not leaving, or I'm not going to smoke a cigarette, and then, but I'll stay on the property, and then you just like go smoke a cigarette on the property somewhere because fuck them. Well, no, they put cameras everywhere to make sure we don't. Yeah, ex well, that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, so I'm they're, like, they're taking well, away what used to be that old gray area of like. You know, oh, you can't do this, but here's how you work around it. Now they're trying to enforce all that stuff. Um, and like I've talked about the the job that I had where the, the owner was so crazy about what people were doing all the time. Uh, he put 55-inch monitors on top of everybody's desk. 
that had to mirror your computer so that he could see what you were doing all the time and tried to play it off as, oh, it's for the customer to see what you are working on for their designs. And I'm like, okay, first of all, no, it's not. Second of all, every single customer, even though I point out the enormous screen above my head, will get up, walk around the desk and stand behind me and look at the computer screen. Every single one of them. Like, you can't tell them, hey, don't do that. Like, you could now, I suppose. Um, But yeah, I was like, you don't have to, like, lie about it. Like, you can just say, hey, I don't trust any of my employees. You know. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, I not only, A, refuse to be treated like a fucking child at my workplace, uh, but B, I'm definitely not doing it for, like, less than $18 an hour at least. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got all these companies that want you to abide by all these very strict rules and standards and do whatever they say and change around your life for them whenever they want for, like, 14 bucks an hour. And I'm like, you are out of your fucking mind. If you're going to pay me like a McDonald's employee, I'm going to act like a McDonald's employee. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's that's sorry. like these, these retail places that are paying people minimum wage, and then they expect them to work swing shifts. Like, you're going to work in the morning one day, and then you're going to work nights, and then you're going to open the next day. And by the way, uh, you can't have that day off for your wedding. Like, they just... Yeah. No, there's, I... no, there's no thought given to making people's lives better or even sustainable, because it all comes back to, well, we'll just replace you. It's easier. Well, and that's one of the things that I'm dealing with right now. Um, which is like, I signed up specifically to be night shift. Like I have other things going on in my life. That is the schedule I chose for a reason. And they're like, you've just switched to day shift at this school, uh, for the summer for cleaning. And I'm like, fine, I'll work around it. That that's fine. I agreed to those terms now because of COVID they're like forcing the schools back open and they're just like, Oh, well we're moving you to another school across town and you're switching to early morning shift until late night instead of late night shift. And I was like, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely ridiculous. that that's yeah. I'm not fucking doing that. Are you out of your mind? No, I mean that's, that's literally saying, Hey, we know we hired you for this job, but we're changing your job to a different one. And well, they've they've got this large rules yeah. book, and they're basically saying, well, like, the county reserves the right to do whatever they want, unless it violates the union contract, but the board also runs the union, and they've decided not to even sign one. And I'm like, oh, so still it's not no. a union. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, ultimately, <laughs> all of this leads to why I am just like, I, I, I will rather go through the hassle of figuring out my health insurance which is another huge issue in our country. Yeah, um, that's something I need to look into soon too. But I'm just I'll work for myself. Like I'll I'll struggle through and make it work and just do freelance web design again. Um because at this point like I would rather do that and struggle if I have to, which I don't think I will. I I really don't think I'll have that much of an issue, you know, finding enough work because I don't need that much work. Um <laughs> I don't have the confidence. I'd see. I want to do the same thing because we went to school for the same shit. Um, the only difference is I don't have the experience that you have. So I also don't have the, uh, um, I, I don't know, I guess the, the, the work, the, the courage, 
But yeah, oh, that, okay. but I also don't have like that courage. Like I haven't, I didn't work in the industry as much as you did. And the places yeah. that I did were not very similar to the same ones that you did. Well, and like, I know this is something that you've dealt with in a, in a job you've had previously where when you're too good at a job, like they shouldn't technically be hiring me for these jobs. Um, and I think one of them that I worked at realized like, we don't need this person. Like they don't do a lot. Um, yeah. because a lot of my job was kind of sit around and wait for issues to arise. Yep. Um, I know what that's tell, like. And tell people, no, I can't do that because I'm not a fucking magician. Or, hey, that would cost you millions of dollars if you want to do that. And they'd be like, oh, we thought it would be free. And I'm like, of course you did. Because you wanted it. Um, so what I would do, end up have happening is I would get to a job and they'd be like, oh, we've got so much we need you to do. And like less than a week later, I'm out of things to do. And they're yep. like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, not a whole lot, you know. And then, you know, that happened a couple of times. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stretch this out. And then they're like, why is this taking so long? And I'm like, Jesus, I can't win, you know, no matter what I do here. Um, and like, it, it's this thing of where I came to the realization, I can do a full website in a day or two. Like, a really big corporate website, like lot, like 25, 30 web pages in the site, like tons of copy. Like I can do a full, like corporate level, multi-million dollar business website in, you know, max two or three days. Um, yeah. And that skill set is way more suited to freelance work because I can turn over jobs where I'm making, you know, I'm quoting people around $2,000 a website and this isn't like a small website, you know, or a low budget. This isn't like, you know, the mom and pop bowling alley website or like, you know, your brother's iPhone repair business. This is like, you know, restaurant websites, like, you know, car dealerships and big online retailers with full, you know, shopping and checkout and cart and members sign up and, the whole nine yards. Um, and like you said, I have, I have the confidence that I can do that in a day or two, which means I can do two or three websites <clears throat> um, in a week if I choose to. But, you know, based on what I'm charging people to maintain my current standard of living, I need to do like two websites a month. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's pretty feasible in my opinion. Um, and I might be wrong. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm on the struggle bus and, and just like anything else, freelance, you know, or just like Twitch streaming or YouTubing, um, <clears throat> there's going to be months where you don't make as much as other months. So you kind of have to budget, you know, based on, Hey, not every month is going to be, you know, a fucking banger. So it's. I don't know. It's scary, but also I would rather deal with that stress than deal with the stress of God. I, I can't see these people again. I mean, I'm honestly about to be right there with you. Cause I've been job hunting and like after 08, everything was really bad and now it's even worse. Yeah. You know, now it's, you know, it's either you're working, you know, 10 or more hours a day, um, doing ridiculously stupid stuff for like mediocre pay at best. 
Yep. Or it's like, we'll pay you $15 an hour, but for only like six hours a week at really random times. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to pee real quick because I have had way too much water today. Um, so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds good. All right. So where were we? Um, I have no idea. Um, anyway, we, we were going to talk about video games. Yeah, let's get um, to the video games. So I'll let you go first, because I've been playing a lot of stuff, and I, I have one kind of weird thing I want to talk about, too. So I, I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff, because I've been all over the place. Like, you know, because of streaming, I did a lot of Overwatch. I did a lot of Dead by Daylight. Um, I did some of that Monster Train, Slay the Spire. Um, I don't know. I've been playing tons of stuff. It, so it feels like I'm... What was your opinion on Monster Train versus Slay the Spire? Uh, well, I played Slay the Spire once, and I don't feel like playing it again. <laughs> as to where I'm playing Monster Train right now. Ah. So. Okay, I because like, it's a weird thing for me. Like, I really liked Slay the Spire. Like, I think I liked the mechanics and like the like skills or whatever better. But I think i enjoy playing monster train more just because it's kind of more interesting like there's a lot of very annoying things about monster train um because a lot of the characters don't really feel balanced or like the game really wants you to send absolutely anything else your audio just really cut out there why is my audio cutting out what the fuck is going on I mean, it's possible that it's Discord, honestly. It might be. I Yeah, because I don't know what else it would be. Everything looks fine here. Um, am, I, am I sounding all right right now? Yeah, yeah, you're fine most of the okay. time, but every once in a while it's a little robot-ish for like a quarter second. Um, but I don't think it's you. I think it's just the Discord servers. I love Discord servers so much. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like The biggest thing that I've done with gaming lately was when I attempted to do... Nope, you cut out again. Um, you attempted to do what? A twenty-four hour stream. I mean, you didn't attempt; you did. I, I, and I said that, but apparently, I cut out. Yes, you did. Um, uh, cool. That was cool. Well, I have no. I don't know how to fix this. This is going to become a problem very quickly. That was uh, that was basically your ticket to affiliate. Am I correct? Uh, it got me very close. It took me another day or two. Well, I mean, um, that was like the thing that kind of pushed you. It very much edge. pushed me. And the the wonderful people that came and helped me with that and some of the people that found me that day came back and helped me the next couple of days. So that really solidly... Like, there was one day where I was like... Because you have to look at that, like, 30-day statistics. Yeah. And I'm like, if I wait a few more days, it might just barely push me over the edge. And then, like, two days later, I was just playing some random bullshit game, and, like, 15 people were hanging out in my stream for, like, two or three hours. And I was like, well, I got it now. That That is something I really dislike about how Twitch does the whole affiliate thing, is, like, sometimes they encourage you not to stream. <laughs> like, they, they really... Oh, there's a lot of times I've stopped streaming, because I've been like, well, it's an hour, and I've had nobody in my stream, so I guess I'm just going to play the game offline, because that'll not hurt me as much. Yeah, like, I... I mean, like, I understand they want people with bigger followings because they make more money off of them. Um, but, like, 
anything that incentivizes people to not stream actively seems like a very, very poorly built system. I would say like, well, it's like you're, you're killing all of your potential money right from the beginning. And I feel like, and because we were talking so much about work, but I feel like this is what a lot of places do where you hear these people complain, like we don't have enough engineers. Okay. Well, well, fuck it. Even with a degree, how do I go get a job? And every job's like, we well, need a bachelor's and at least 10 years of experience already. I'm like, okay, so you're basically telling me I have no chance. Yeah. And then you're wondering why there's nobody to hire. Yeah, exactly. Or okay. like, like <laughs> honestly, what's worse sometimes is they'll tell you, oh, there's all these jobs. And like the average pay for this job is like a hundred thousand dollars. And it's like, okay, but those numbers are totally skewed and entry level is, you know, just over minimum wage, like 15 to $20 an hour. And then there's like the five senior guys, cause there's only like a hundred employees, you know, and those five senior guys are making like 250 K a year cause they yeah. have all this expertise and specific knowledge and they have to keep those people. Um, but then fuck all these other guys. We just need bodies in here. Um, and it's almost worse because it's not like, oh, I'm not going to go try to get this job and go to school and spend money and learn the skills. It's like, no, I'm going to go, you know, that's a, it's basically what happened to me is they're like, oh, like entry level, you're going to make like 50 grand a year. And the average is 85,000 within a year of graduation. And like that even convinced my mom who's like crazy about, you know, money and she's done bookkeeping and payroll and stuff her whole life. And she was like, yeah, no, this sounds legit. Um, you know, it's expensive, but if you're going to be making that kind of money, that's no problem. Um, right. Well, that's why I went to school. Cause they told me all the same shit. And I was like, okay, so basically what you're saying is I have to come out and find a job or two and bust my ass and, and I'll at least be well off. And then if I do really good, I can be even better off. Like, sure. I'll do that. Yeah. I, I haven't made $50,000 to date. Well, except for selling property. But I've, that, you know. I've had, I've had one job um, where I've had a salary of $45,000 a year and benefits. Um, and if anybody's curious, after like all your taxes and everything that equates to you taking home about, about $3,000 a month. Um, yeah. after health insurance and taxes and, uh, life insurance and, um, like 401k and retirement and all the other bullshit they take out of your paycheck. Cause they take like 50% of your paycheck, um, before you ever get it. And that doesn't include gas. That's the other. So that's what we were talking about is like, um, you know, if I'm doing freelance work, I'm working from home. I was spending $400 a month in fuel. Um, yeah. You know, that's actually, no, I was spending $600 a month. It was, yeah, it, it worked out to roughly five to 600 bucks a month in fuel. Um, for me to get to and from work because where I live, there's no work for anything closer than 40 minutes away. Um, and we have horrible winters here. And I was like, just like, Jesus, like everything about this is like, just stop driving places to go to work for somebody you don't want to work for. Um, but yeah, I digress, but that, that just made me remember 
like, oh, I wanted to mention the, the insane amount of money that you'll spend on a vehicle and gas. I mean, I was spending, you know, if if I buy a couple of lunches or a coffee while I'm at work, I'm spending a thousand dollars. Like I'm spending almost a paycheck. Um, well, so that was so bringing it back to Twitch. Um, there's a lot of the same thing there. We're like, yeah, I could just like stream a game right for free. That doesn't cost shit. You're not going to get affiliate. You're not going to make any money. You're not going to do anything right. doing that. So when people are just like, oh, just sit at your computer and make money. I'm like, okay, I need a decent light. I need a decent camera. I really need two monitors because trying to stream with one monitor is a fucking nightmare. I need a decent mic, uh, cam. Like, I need, you know, there's like, you got to, like, right now, like, I'm trying to expand into streaming Switch. Okay, but I need a capture card for that. Yeah. And then as I'm learning now, if you don't have a good enough capture card, it kind of limits the amount of games you can play. Because try playing Super Smash Brothers with like a 1.2 input lag. Yeah, it doesn't work. That's not going to work. So. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of money in, you know, tech you need for a decent stream. Like, my computer was fine to stream for like two years. But, you know, let's say it's still not as bad as fuel, in my opinion. Like I was spending sure. five hundred bucks plus a month on fuel, and like in order you're to also keep your make... PC upgraded, I'd say you know maybe five hundred bucks a year, and that's probably more than you need to spend. Well, but but Twitch streaming is also a lot like uh, College Promises on drugs, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, some of the top people make like millions of dollars a year, and it's like, okay, what does the average person make? Like, I don't know, like twenty bucks a month. Not even like go look at you know like <laughs> if you include if you limit it to the affiliate and above, you know, because those are basically the only ones that are going to make money. You get the occasional donation here or there for non-affiliated streamers, um, but if you stick to just affiliate and partner, uh, you know, I'd say the average is probably like five or ten dollars a month. Because there's a lot of them out there that just aren't making anything. Like they got affiliate and then they don't use it. Um, I mean, I'm make I'm I'm already at about like twenty for a month, so that's not so bad. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of streamers out there that stream. Like I I have probably five people that I've watched occasionally on and off for probably like six or seven years, and they're all partnered or affiliated. Most of them are partnered because I started watching them long ago. Um, and it was, it was actually a little bit easier to get partnered if you were, you know, able to get close to that. Um, because you could kind of just get in, like you didn't really have to meet any specific requirements. You just kind of had to. Oh no, it shows there's some people I watch that are a partner and like their average viewer is never above 20. Yeah, no, um, I, I but have for several. partner now they but but now for partner they want you to have it's an, an average, average of, of 75. 75. Yeah. Like who the fuck is doing that? So it's it's basically people that have one to two hundred people in their channel all the time, um, and they're just like, well, we're they're basically saying we only want to partner with people that are they have a mass appeal, whereas previously they were like, oh, we want to partner people that have like a really cool stream or people that are doing something interesting. Like you could get in by having a good shtick, essentially. Um, yeah. or a good personality. Now it's literally a numbers game. And so like a bunch of these streamers that I've watched for years that are partnered, uh, they have an average of like three to five viewers. Um, 
and they've been like every day I see them on. Like they stream like eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And it's just because they want to stream. Like they're just playing games. Yeah. Um, and like a couple of them don't use a webcam at all. A couple of them just like don't read Twitch chat, like hardly at all. They're just playing the game and they just kind of have the stream turned on because they can. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that aren't really interested in making a ton of money. And I would, I would say, you know, on average, it's probably $5 to $10. Cause there's a lot of people not making any money. Like they're not getting donations or, you know, they're not yeah. getting gifted subs or anything like that. Um, they probably don't even really have subscribers. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, when somebody subs, if it's $5 to subscribe, you're getting $3. You're not getting $5. The streamer does not get $5. Sure. Um, and that's a ballpark number. I know it's around that, around that number. Um, but it it's, and again, it, like I said, it's not a secure job. Like a lot of people take, you know, like the factory job or whatever, because it's security. They know I can go work at Walmart and it's never going away you know, as long as I'm able to work. So I'm just going to go, you know, work my, my five hour shifts at Walmart seven days a week. Um, and you know, come home and stream on Twitch for 12 hours and sleep. But there's a lot of people that like, you know, they want to, they want to stream on Twitch, but they, they only want to stream, you know, an hour or two which is kind of where I'm at right now where it's like, I only have an hour or two most day to stream and occasionally I'll get like a four or five hour stream in there. Um, but the ones that really are successful on Twitch are the ones that are streaming like 10 to 14 hours a day. Um, because they're able to get those, you know, those whales in their stream essentially just because they have that big number. And a lot of these people like to go in and show off their money essentially they want to say look what i can do and gift like a hundred bucks or gift you know a hundred subs or something like that um you know and you get kind of that snowball cascade effect where once you start to get a little bit of traction you can get really big and it's actually pretty easy um but it's it's damn near impossible to get there now like you really kind of it's kind of gone back to like oh you got to have somebody bring you up um, well, I I feel like it's really become more of a battle to like find um, good people to have in your stream rather than just trying to bring anybody in. Because mm-hmm. uh, you'll get a lot of followers and you'll still never have anybody in. Um, but I have a few people that jump in all the time or raid me occasionally, and you know, there's you know, there's a core list of people that you know once every now and then drop you know a couple bits or something, and I'm like, I'm I'm really glad that I have you on here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I get people that come into the stream when I do it now that were there two years ago when I was streaming full-time, and they're like, oh, man, I'm really happy to see you streaming again. Yeah, just like, those yeah, are the people you, know, you want. Yeah, it's it's really nice. But, like, there were definitely... I I vividly remember two or three people I had in my stream a lot um, that I really didn't want there because they were really distracting, and they never really contributed anything. They just kind of they always wanted you to do something or they wanted to play the game with you or you, they wanted you to help them with their game. And it's like, that's fine. If that's what your stream is about, there's a lot of streams out there that are like, Oh, I'm, you know, 
running people through dungeons or I'm teaching people how to do X, Y, and Z. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to stop what I'm doing to do what some random person in my Twitch chat wants me to do. For me, it really depends on what I'm doing. Like when I play Morrowind, I get people come in. Apparently Morrowind is having this like revival because a lot of people are getting interested in it all of a sudden. Um, and so I'll stream that and get people in and be like, oh, how do you do this? Or like, how do you know where this is? Or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, lucky for you, I've been playing this game since it fucking came back in like 2003 or whatever. So, well, and that's uh, one thing let me, you... let me drop some knowledge on you. But then if I'm playing like Overwatch and it's like, you know, how did you get this good? Or like, how did you learn to do this? And it's like, how long have you played Overwatch? And they're like, I picked up this past weekend. I'm like, okay, we'll play this game for another hundred hours and then we'll have a discussion about well, it. Okay. And I, like, so yeah. I don't mind, I don't mind when people ask questions like, Oh, Hey, how do I do this? If it's something I can tell them like, Oh yeah, you know, just do this. That's fine. But it's when right. they're like, Hey, I know you're in the middle of, you know, grinding out levels. Can you stop what you're doing and come help me with this dungeon? And oh, I was like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I Actually, can't. I had to just block somebody on Steam the other day. Yeah, because while I was streaming, they were like every two minutes were sending me an invite to play Apex Legends, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I am doing something else right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's definitely something that happens uh, a lot with streams, like any stream, and basically you'll see like uh, bigger streamers. Um, they basically just have to turn off notifications or whatever or silence them or do whatever they need to do because people are going to see your in-game name somehow, some way, uh, mm-hmm. or Google it or look it up or find it somehow, and they're going to just spam the shit out of you. Um, and for the bigger streamers, it's a problem because, like, you can't sit there and alt-tab into, you know, Steam or whatever literally nonstop to ban people or block them or whatever, or decline these requests because it's just unmanageable. Um, yeah. So you I think up... my, my, my biggest problem was, was playing among us. Um, because then my, like my discord will randomly just be like days of people popping in going like, anyone want to play? Anyone want to play? I'm like, dude, I really, I hate this game. I actually really hate this game. <laughs> Yeah, I played it because my friends were playing it. If they're not playing it, I am also not playing it. You tried to get me to play that bullshit. Yes, because I only wanted to play, like, specifically wanted to play with people that I knew. Right. That seems Um, like one of those games you only ever want to play with a group of pre-made full group. Right. And so, like, we were trying to get some more people in there. Uh, which is why I really wanted you to play. But when everyone else stopped playing, I was like, well, I'm not playing this myself. It's just me. I'm not doing that at all. I'm just so glad that Valheim has kind of taken over from from Among Us. Um, Because I was so goddamn tired of seeing everybody talk about that game. Um, Like, I'm glad people were enjoying their game. But the the social media around that game in particular was so obnoxious. Like fall guys was stupid, but at least it wasn't as annoying like in social media as that thing was. Well, and I don't know, like I don't really like fall guys that much either, but that game was kind of fun as to where among us could be silly, but it mostly was just stressful for me. Yeah. That was another reason I didn't want to play that game is like, 
it it was too high tension a lot of the time when you get people that really really wanted to win like there's always that one guy that's there to to figure out the killer you know or be the best killer or whatever and it's like well no i would i I would relax i would run into the problem of like you know i'll be the uh imposter and we would always play with like at least 10 people so we'd have two and two imposters and the other one would just like immediately just like stab somebody in front of a bunch of other people and then in chat immediately be like i did it and i'm like cool so now I have to kill at least seven other people by myself in the next couple of minutes before they collectively finish anything without getting caught because my teammate just fucking gave up immediately. Yeah. Sweet. This is what fun is. Look at me having all the fun. Yeah. I, and that's that's kind of like the thing is those games will continue to come out now and that's kind of the unfortunate part of this is I bet there's a way better version of Among Us that comes out within the next year. And then there's going to be another one, just like what happened with Fortnite. And then you got Apex Legends and then you got Call of Duty and like all the Fortnite players, except for like, you know, the little kid streamers that want, you know, they're popular because they're a little kid playing a game and all the other little kids watch them, which is fine. But all the like serious pro players and like people that are really into that have kind of gone from those games and moved over to... Um, well, first they moved to Apex and then they all moved over to Call of Duty. Um, yeah, I haven't done the Call of Duty one yet. I I haven't done the Call of Duty one much. I actually rather like Apex. Um, I played, I played, but I can't stream it apparently. Yeah, I played Apex because I liked Titanfall a lot. And all it did was make me really, really sad that I don't have a new Titanfall game. Um, because like I really like titanfall but i really don't want to play battle royale i just don't enjoy the like run around and loot for five minutes and then get shot and die from somewhere i don't even know so i think Um, the thing for me is like fortnite just seemed goofy and retarded and call of duty it is just fucking call of duty you can turn it into whatever game type you want i don't care like i'm i'm just kind of done with call of duty but Apex Legends, like, the way that it looked, the way that it felt, like, the way that you could actually really work with a team. Um, yeah, and, like, I, I, the, I, and the level and design. That. And the yeah. level design was great. So, like, I felt like Apex did it right, and I actually really enjoyed that game for what it was. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Battle Royale fan either. Yeah, I, I just don't care for the format. Like, I understand why people really like it. I, I get it. But it's just not for me. Um and, you know, the same thing with Fortnite. I was I was really sad when that became the Battle Royale. And they were like, hey, so we're not making the game that we actually started with. Um, because I really liked the early Fortnite where it was, you know, hey, build a base and set up traps. Like the kind of tower defense thing. Um, and defeat the waves of zombies or whatever. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Um. And people forget that that game was like in development for like years and years and like nobody knew what it was. Like that was one of those, one of the few games where nobody knew what Fortnite even was, but everybody was all hyped about it for like two or three years. They were like going to E3, not showing anything and still getting a bunch of hype around it. Um, And then they finally showed it and everybody's like, oh, it's another one of those. 
Um, <laughs> and then, you know, the whole Fortnite thing exploded. Um, and then, you know, you got, you know, over the course of two or three years, you got a ton of iterations of Battle Royale. And now we're seeing a revolution of party games, which is yeah. fine. But again, like, I'm kind of sad because I'm like, Ugh, God, I just, I don't really like party games that well. Like, the only ones I really like are, like, the Jackbox game that we played or, like, Cards Against Humanity. Um, yeah, no, know. we need we need a good year of, I don't know, a good year of RPGs, a good year of fighters. Can racing games come back and not be dumb as shit? Man, like, I really want, like, a good racing wheel because I, I started playing some racing games again because um, I really got into, like, drifting and rally cars. And there's some really good... Dr- really good racing games out there. And I was like, man, this would be way cooler with an actual like wheel and pedals. Um, but a good fucking wheel is like $400 and that's without anything to mount it on. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Here's, Um, I just, I don't like what racing games became. I don't like like when I, when I, when I really liked racing games was when I was growing up with them. When you had shit like Cruisin' USA or like the original Need for Speeds, like yeah. the real arcadey stuff, like even Burnout was fun. Burnout, um, but I think, was the best one. I mean, Cruisin' USA is always going to probably it's be a my classic. favorite. Yeah. It's a classic. Um, but everything just became hyper realistic, and I was kind of here for that at first. But it, I think, racing games for me hit that wall where it's like I want realism, but I also want to play a game. So there's a, free, and I stopped feeling like I was doing that. There's a free game on Epic right now that you might enjoy. I think it's called iDrift, and it's kind of like a like I got a, the Zen Edition thing that was free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a top-down drift thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really cool, chill game. Like it's a little frustrating because the controls are a little wonky. Um, but once you get the hang of it, it's kind of it's got that kind of like puzzle quest, bejeweled you know, just kind of like chill vibe where you can really get into the controls and it just kind of flows. Um, that's a, that's a really cool game. If people are looking for a racing game or a drift game. Um, I mean, you know what my favorite racing game has been for the past several years? Grand Theft Auto (laughs) five. Yeah. Yep. Just go play the racing mini games. That's about like the best it's gotten. I haven't really tried. I'm, I'm sure they've got something like that in cyberpunk and, Except the driving in Cyberpunk is fucking garbage. I haven't... I don't even remember. I haven't played that game since it came out. It's... Like, it's I played like it driving... for, like, a solid week, and then I just kind of... I was like, all right, cool, so it's it's just... But it's just Grand Theft Auto, right? It's like driving a hovercraft. Like, the worst stat hovercraft that's unresponsive and just slides everywhere. It, it's so... It's basically like you're suggesting the car go a direction and hoping it does. Yeah, I I don't know. I like with that game in like that game in general made me so very upset. Um and I don't think for any of the reasons other people are upset. Like you had the usual people, oh, everything's like broken and it like sucks. Like yeah, that's like every game when it comes out. I don't care. I don't know how many times we have to go through this with every new big game. But if you buy a new AAA title the day it comes out, it's not going to work. If you can even play it. Like, right. Everything's online almost at this point. So the fact that an offline game comes out and people expect it to work, I was like, no way. 
It had too many delays. It's launching on too many platforms and it's too demanding technically. Of course, this is going to be a disaster. And granted, it was a bigger disaster than anyone expected, like to the point where they had to pull it off, um, pull it off of the store for PlayStation because it legitimately just doesn't work. Yeah. Like it's, it's a slideshow. It's like when you would buy a brand new game to play on your computer and you didn't know what requirements were like you were a little kid and you're like, Oh, I want the new thing. Oh, look, I've set, I've set an e-machines tower on fire because apparently you can't run halo on a windows 95 computer. Right. So, I mean, I am familiar. Like I, I remember vividly getting tribes and not being able to play tribes when I was a kid. And I was just like, I don't understand why doesn't this work? It's for PC. Um, I just had no idea. I was, I had just gotten a PC and yeah. you know, of course I didn't buy it. So I ended up with kind of a crappy one. Oh, the good um, old days of disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, just I waited like, for this game for a year. I saved up all my pocket chains. I got it. And my, it doesn't work on my computer. Fuck. Yeah. I, I went from like <laughs> DOS prompt and nine and a half inch floppy games to playing on consoles like super Nintendo and, you know, N64, and then I got into PC gaming again and just didn't have any idea what requirements were. And then once I learned, I became that guy that was, like, looking for the game to test my computer. Yep. Um, Which, it was funny, around (coughs) that time, the game that, like, really tested your computer hard was Sim Theme Park. (coughs) Um, Sorry, which one? Sim Theme Park. Oh, God. Yep. So I, I'm kind of old, but I mean, um, I think the first game that I tested my computer with was, was Halo. Yeah. Um, and that test failed. So, and that was really upsetting because Halo for PC was the best version of Halo. See, and I even played it on PC, even with the master chief collection, they, they still, they just, they didn't re-add the PC stuff. As far as I know, maybe they have. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I, but, I know you can play all the Halo games. Um, well, you play them from the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, yeah Which yeah. is a port of the Xbox version of Halo. Right. On the PC version, you had extra maps that weren't in any other version of that game. Oh, I just kind of assumed they added those. I don't think they did. I, um, I really and they also. Know. They also added weapons. Like, as far as I know, that was still the only game where you got a fucking flamethrower. And, yeah. like, Halo 1 with a flamethrower was awesome. And just I, nobody played that game on PC. I just remember everyone using nothing but the pistol. That's correct. The pistol was the best weapon. Yeah, which everybody loved it, and they were like, this is unbalanced. It's like, no, it's perfectly balanced. Everybody uses it, and everyone gets it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that all the other weapons, balanced. all the other weapons were utility. Like, like do you need more range? Grab a sniper rifle. Are they going to get up in your face? Grab a fucking shotgun. Are they going to really dodge and you can't aim for shit? Get, grab a needler. Like that's yeah. it was the auxiliary weapons. That's what they were. Yeah, or utility. Um, it was it was like yeah. you need this for this scenario. But um so I have this theory mm-hmm. about uh well it's not really a theory, but something I kind of like to do where I like to take uh, games like, uh, I guess the main one for me are like space-themed games. 
Okay. And kind of create my own universe out of several different games. Um where it's it's essentially I'm going to play Elite Dangerous and this is my like space flight game, my space trucking game. But then within that universe, you know, there's there's obviously people like getting rid of ships they don't need anymore and like, you know, broken down ones getting sold off. So then you go play Hard Space Shipbreaker where you literally break down ships and cut them apart for money. Um you're essentially Which sounds and, which, that's one of those games that sounds really fucking dumb and boring. But it's and really, really engaging. I haven't played it, but I have watched other people play that game and I do kind of want to play that. It, I don't know why, but it's it's way more interesting than it sounds. It's very engrossing and it's it's actually more of a puzzle game than it is like at least at first it's more of a puzzle game because you're kind of figuring out the puzzle of how to break this thing apart without exploding. Right. Um, or getting like blown up in an airlock or something. Um, and how to maximize your money because basically you have a, a certain amount of time on your shift because the idea is you take this shuttle to space and you have to work cutting apart ships to pay off your debt. So you basically buy a ship and then cut it apart and sell those parts for salvage. Um, and that's, that's how you pay off your, your indentured servitude debt. Um, so that's, that's kind of like my theory is like, so you've got that then. So like you could role play if you wanted to and be like, oh man, I, my ship blew up. Now I got to go work for, you know, a stream or two as a, you know, a laborer and cut apart ships to make enough money to rebuild my ship. So you're, um, you're basically, what you're saying is I want to play star citizen when it finally launches in the year 2035. Yeah. And like, I'm looking forward to elite dangerous this year when it gets its actual walk around stuff. I am. Um, there's still <sighs> so here's the thing I hate about this company. I forgot what the frontier. I think it is. Um, God damn it, they couldn't be more fucking vague about what they're doing. And I assume at this point, you mean that's Elite on Dangerous purpose? Or yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Citizen. No, no, Elite Dangerous. No, Star Citizen's very upfront about what they're doing. They just can't stop breaking everything. Um, Elite Dangerous is kind of like, we're like, you can walk around some things. I'm like, what are those things exactly? It's like, yeah, they... and you can talk to some people. Is it worth talking to? They they just have voice lines. It's are there quests? What and they're like they've released a little bit over time, but like, well, I think that's a case of them not wanting to do the thing where people overpromise and underdeliver. No, but that's exactly what they're doing though, and this is the same problem we've seen with stuff like No Man's Sky, for instance, where those people said very specifically what No Man's Sky was going to be. And everyone imagined it was going to be a hundred other things. Yeah. And then they were really disappointed when it wasn't. And that's kind of what they're doing is that they're leaving it so vague. People are going to spend all this time imagining all the things that are going to be in it. And I'm like, so what's actually going to be in it though? Right. Like how good is this going to be? So all I'm excited I'm though. I can't wait to try it. I mean, all I'm expecting is to be able to walk around my ships. Every ship you're going to be able to walk around. They've said that. Is that um, definite now? Because yes. that's the one thing I've been wondering. No, that that is something they have stated very clearly. Like they, they put a post up not too long ago. 
that like lists off a bunch of things that you will be able to do and things you will not be able to do right away. Um, so you're going to be able to walk around. I think maybe it, if it's not all, you're going to be able to walk around most space stations because they're all pretty similar. Um, gotcha. So I'm not expecting a ton of diversity there. Um, but I think that's one of those things that will kind of grow and expand. Cause like well, you, and, and again, look at I, No Man's Sky. Literally every space station is identical. Yeah, well, so I like the way that Star Citizen did it. Because all the space stations are more or less the same. But there are aesthetic differences. And the layouts are different enough that you don't feel like you're walking through the same place every time. I feel like they did the polar opposite of No Man's Sky. And they're trying to hand curate something that should be done with uh, procedurally generated stuff. They're like, yeah. I, I feel like they definitely bit off more than they can chew clearly. Um, because, well, there's like, not a lot of, still there's not a lot of galaxy. Like there's not a lot of places to go. Right. Well, that's the thing. They're, they're not doing the full procedurally generated thing. They're trying to make the experiences more procedurally generated and then have more handcrafting in the world. Which is uh, a direction that I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm not because, saying it's bad. Like, I'm just saying it's I know, the opposite. No, it is. But I think it's a good way to go with space games. Because I feel like every space game just became procedurally generated everything. Yeah. Um, and we're starting to break away from that. Like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw and, you know... Um, I mean, I know there's another game out but, there yeah. that I was thinking of. But, so but like other, this game's uh... like, we'll add more over time. But for now... Yes, you know where you're going. You know where to go when you get there. You know what it looks like. So now the thing that we have to do is the thing that bugs me in Italy Dangerous all the time, which is make the trip getting there interesting. Yeah, I um, I really dislike the actual controls in that game a lot. Um, for Star Citizen? Yeah, that's kind of... Well, oh, yeah. two, two things bounced me off of that game real hard, because I've tried four times now, like really, really tried to like it. Um, the number one issue is that game runs like hot fucking garbage. I have a 3060 Ti and an i7-9700. There is absolutely no goddamn reason that that thing can't run at 60 FPS on any setting. Or, like, I'd settle for, like, medium-high settings. But if I crank everything down to the bottom, this thing should look like Minecraft-level settings. It runs just as badly and crashes... Like I, the last time I tried to play, I think it crashed five times before I was actually able to get to the, the space station that I was flying to. Mm -hmm. And then when I did finally get there and I was going to land, it crashed and my ship exploded. Yeah. Well that, yeah, that was a known problem for a while that I think they have since fixed, but it was like a month ago. So, yeah. Um, but so here's the thing. Um, I don't think the problem is anything to do with your computer. No. So I'm running, I think I'm running like a 2060 and a, an i5-9700. No, you have a 1660. Um, do I have a 1660? Yeah. Okay. Because my other old card is a 1660 Ti, and you have the non-Ti. Okay. So I can run that game at full graphical settings. Yeah. It's it's fine. I can run it that, and I can I usually run it at all the way low settings. And honestly, it doesn't really look that much different. Like I don't mm-hmm. really care. Um, but the game runs like hot garbage either way. 
Yeah, like it was actively from, unplayable for me. From what I've been seeing, that might not even have a whole lot to do with the developers per se. That seems to be uh, what happens if you try to build a game using Amazon Lumberyard. Yep. Uh, and Absolutely I true. have a... F- I have a feeling they're going to not use Amazon Lumberyard. I think forever. See, so yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to see them like two or three years down the road release the full game, and it's going to be built on like Frostbite or Unreal or something. So I don't um, think they're going to build a full game. I think they're just going to get to a stable version of the game and keep adding on to it. But well, I think we might see they use that if they use that engine. Right, but I think that they're going to end up... Because it looks like they've taken some of the production off of Star Citizen other than just, like, trying to work on stability and, like, minor things. And it seems like they're putting a lot more eggs in their basket. Originally, it was just Squadron 42, and now I think there's another game. There is another game. And they... Um, I mean, they do have a roadmap, though. Right, but I I, I think... I think one of the things that they're like, my prediction is that they're going to start experimenting using those um, and use whatever works from those games to change star citizen. Yeah. I mean, like they're kind of doing the thing that paladins did where they keep adding characters in that game. And all we really want them to do is fix some of the balance and add some more content. I mean, and look, I'm, in Star I'm excited. Citizen, what they're doing is they're adding more ships that they're selling for literal thousands of dollars. Yeah. And they're not fixing the fucking bugs in the game. Like, the first time I played that game, I thought, like, I did something wrong. Because my character, when he went to get up out of bed, he clipped through the top of the bed and flew through this through the building and landed outside on a ledge and I had to jump to my death and wake up again two or three times before it let me actually stand up. Like shit, they weren't kidding. This game is really realistic. I haven't even figured out how to get out of bed yet. Yeah. I mean, it was legitimately <laughs> like, am I doing something wrong here? Like, sh- is there a different way that I'm supposed am I getting out of bed on the wrong side? <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> so this is what happens when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. Like, Got Jesus, it. fucking fly through the building and land 5,000 meters away. Like, I literally ended up on another building across the map, like thousands I, of meters up in the sky. I constantly ran into the problem of, like, my room would, I would just, I don't do anything for the first minute or so. I just kind of let my room load, let everything load in. And then I'd get out of bed, I look around, and it's all pretty. Like, it's a very pretty game. There's a lot of stuff. I even have some outfits now. So, so I'm ready I, to go, and then I opened the door to my apartment, and the rest of the apartment didn't load, and it's just a drop to my death. I'm like, yeah. great. So, also, the first time I played that game, I had another bug, which was it didn't load anything, like any of the objects, other than like the structures. So it almost looked right. Like, it, like if you didn't know what it was supposed to look like, you wouldn't actually know things were missing. So, like, I went to the store to buy my spacesuit and my, you know, mining tool or whatever. Um, and, like, I'm following a playthrough because, like, I don't want to deal with, like, figuring out this super complicated game. Like, I'm just following, like, how to get started guide. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, their their version of this store looks very different. There are no clothes. There's no helmets. There's nothing on the desk. Um, like, what happened here? Where Where's all of the stuff? Um, and it turns out my game just didn't load all those assets. Like, I could, I had to go to the terminal to buy stuff. So I was, like, able to do it, but, like, I couldn't see any of it. I'm really wondering if it just, like... If they literally just took like stopped right now and took the time and switched over to like Frostbite or something, um, yeah. if the game immediately just became the best game on the market, yeah, you know, like you really know, like you know. the thing I I'm wondering, like I think there's probably two reasons why that doesn't happen. Um, one reason is migrating all of the players to a new engine. I think everything doesn't work the way it does now. I think they have a lot of issues with people that have like you know, a million dollars invested in ships and bullshit in that game that probably end up losing a lot of stuff and it becomes a um, help desk nightmare where it costs them tons of money to do that. Sure. And, And then I think the other issue that you run into is they have a lot of infrastructure and a lot of people they've hired specifically to work on the game they have and all their tools are developed for that. I think the amount of money that they have sunk into it at this point, which is a lot. Um, I, I think that's a undoable thing. Like I would like to see them switch over and just start fresh, but I think I don't financially see, I don't it's not possible. Them, I don't want to see them start fresh. I would well, like to see the migration. Oh, I don't, I don't think you, you can cheer, just bro. migrate. Well, that's and the, but that's that is the problem is why they should probably stop for a while because I imagine anything you make in lumberyard is probably incompatible with literally everything. Yeah, it um, is. but I mean the assets are still there. A lot of the core code's still there. It's just it's. I feel like that's something that eventually just has to come down to time. I mean, I think it's the only way to go if they actually want to make that thing work. But I'm also wondering if they're like, if we can just keep hobbling down this path, we'll eventually get to some level of stability and we can build a new, you know, new thing that'll kind of work. And I, like you said, with Squadron 42 and these other games, I think they're basically like trying to brute force their way into making it work. Um, And rather than like, stop and redevelop the game on another platform. I think what they're going to end up doing is I think they're going to either just fully commit and go down this path and try to make Lumberyard work and, you know, try to appease their, their people that have invested all this money that like, Hey, here's your game with your space combat and, you know, your, your on foot combat and your spaceships and just kind of keep going the way they are. And maybe it, you know, at some point reach stability enough that people can just kind of play the game. Or I think the other route is they kind of like have people working on like, you know, squadron 42 or whatever it's called and these other games to kind of keep people interested and they can kind of use it as a testing bench where, Oh, let's see what works, you know, with weapon balance and, you know, spaceship design and that sort of thing. Um, but not really spend any more time developing the engine or the, 
the actual like expanding the universe in that engine and in the background basically rebuild the game on another engine like we talked about <coughs> well and, there's and then i think the only thing you can do to not like create up like a hr and or not an hr a, a help desk disaster um is basically just say hey we're going to delete the original star citizen game and we're going to give you credit in our new store to repurchase all of your stuff um, in the new game because they've already said they're going to wipe the servers before the game comes out at least one or two more times. And what that means is the only ships that you keep when they do those wipes are the ones you have paid real cash for. Yeah, but that's, I don't know. That's fine with me. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, they're kind of already doing the wipe thing. So just giving people the credit to put back into their own store doesn't really harm them. And it lets people do different stuff, like make different purchases with, you know, the money. So if they had a ship, they ended up not really liking, they spent a thousand dollars on, they could buy the new hotness that costs a thousand dollars or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, or hold on to it until there is a new one they want. I'm really hoping that those ship prices come down once the game comes out. Like, because, let's be honest, a lot of those ships are that price for a reason. That's what you get for backing development of the game. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But at some point, let me buy it for a reasonable price. The thing is, you can buy any of those ships in-game for credits. You don't have to use real money. Or at least, there's a few you have to buy for real money, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I don't think, uh, I don't care if somebody wants to spend a thousand dollars or two or five or $10,000 on a video game spaceship. Um, I'm not going to do that. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't do that. Um, but I'm okay with it as long as they let me get it in the game. Like if I don't have to spend any real money and I can still get it, that's fine. And if there's one or two real special things that... You know, because Path of Exile kind of does that, where like you can go buy cosmetics, which is basically what most of these ships are. Like, right. I don't think there's any of the like cash only ships that have some feature or performance attribute that's like so far superior to anything in the game you can buy with credits or in game currency. Um, I like, think most maybe of they're have the best of everything, and that's about yeah, which is fine. Like yeah, they should, fine. if you're spending a ton of money on them, they should be really, yeah, I, really good. Right. Um, <clears throat> but no, yeah, I, this is one of those games where like the funding structure, I don't really have that much of a problem with though. The, the development very much brings questions regarding that funding, I guess. Yeah. I, I think like, a lot of people are curious people. where all that money went. I don't think, I'm not curious where the money went. I, it looks to me like, there's a lot of work actively going on and COVID didn't seem to slow them down particularly. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not working on the game. What I am but, saying is I feel like the, the time that it has taken them to work on this game and what we have gotten in that amount of time with the amount of funding that they had is questionable. I like, don't know. I, I, I feel, feel like, like there's I feel a... like they made pat. They made very bad managerial decisions with yeah, that's probably regards true. to how they were working on that game. 
I'm not saying I mean, they were it, buying hookers and blow, which would be no, pretty funny. But, it seems to me like they really had the idea of the long haul where they were trying to build like the proper systems into the game to add all of the things that would really make it a space life simulator more than anything else. Um, and now that a lot of those have been built, like they're quickly adding in a bunch of stuff and like, I don't feel bad about it, but the question starts to become like, okay, people have invested a lot of money and it's been a while. If the game is not complete, man, the game is not complete. Cool. Why isn't it stable? Yeah. I think that's that's the bigger question. Like, I wouldn't even mind spending more money on that game. I don't mind helping fund the development of what I consider to be like the perfect space game, the thing I've been wanting to play my whole life. But I'm not going to spend that money if I can't ever play the fucking thing. Yeah, like, currently, if I'm lucky, I can go look at my spaceship. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I legitimately can't fly it because it crashes while I'm flying, which then crashes my ship. And then my only reward is you need to stand here and wait 15 minutes while we build you a new one. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit ridiculous to be honest. Like if you're going to have a game be that unstable, you can't penalize players for things out of their control. Like that would be the equivalent of like, you know, fuck, I don't know in cyberpunk. If you couldn't play the game for 15 minutes, every time it crashed, (laughs) (laughs) like, like there's there's no there's no fault of my own that this game crashed. I didn't build like, you know, some enormous geometry structure and crash the game because I did some dumb bullshit. I I tried to walk through a doorway and got shot through the planet. <laughs> like like very clearly not my problem. Um but yeah, so the other game in my so you got Star Citizen and uh what is it? Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is a yeah. really arcane name. Um, they could have just went with Shipbreaker, I think. Um, but uh, so you've got that and you've got Elite Dangerous. And then I think the other game that fits really well in with that. And like you could replace Elite Dangerous with Star Citizen if it runs for you. Like I see people streaming that game and I'm like, how? Um, but uh the other game is X4 um, because that's kind of like the, the large scale, like colony builder, sort of like, you know, city builder of space. Yeah. I have some complicated feelings about that game. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's great or anything. It's just like in my own personal head canon, this is like the universe. Like it, it's not ideal, but like, you know, and then you could probably add something in there for like fleet battles or something if you wanted to. I'm sure you can find a good fleet battle space game. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. My thing with, with X4 is like, I feel like in theory it's got everything that I want, but it's like the McDonald's version of everything that I want. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's like I'm going to sell you a shirt, but it's not going to be a good one. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a little itchy and it's got three tags and you can't easily pull them out. <laughs> it's got a cool design on it, but man, is it uncomfortable? Yeah. Like one size too small. You know, it's like we have a bunch of NPCs of different alien races. Cool. 
They don't really do anything, and they're not that interesting. Uh, you can walk around space stations. Great, but there's not really anything to do, and you just kind of teleport everywhere. I'm uh, sure you're not talking oh. about Mass Effect. <laughs> I mean, it's basically Mass Effect, but uh, if you didn't want anything to look good. Yeah. Which I guess is just like playing Mass Effect 1, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I I have kind of a a problem with uh, Star, or not Star Citizen, um, No Man's Sky, that I've, I don't know why I didn't realize it earlier on, but, like, the game's procedurally generated, but every single space station is identical, and there's yeah. really not a lot of, like, building styles. You get, like, three or four different things you can build. Um, like the style, like concrete or glass or wood. Um, like there's really not a lot of variety and it's a lot of work and like gaming the systems to try to get it to let you build strange structures or do something interesting. Um, and like, that's a buggy game too. Like I crash multiple times every time I play that game. And I'd to the point where that. I ran into a bug yesterday where I decided, like, I landed on this planet that had um, these giant stone, like, mesas, where it's just like this giant pillar going up into the sky, and then it's completely perfectly flat on top and perfectly round. And I'm like, this is really cool. I'm gonna, it's big enough to land my ship up here and build like a twelve by twelve building on it. Um, with a landing pad too, which the landing pad was able to like stick off the side of the pillar. So that was super cool. That's that's some Star Wars shit right there. Um, the problem is anytime I put any structure on there that isn't wood, it crashes the game instantly. Like just hard locks the game. I don't think I've ever had that game crash on me before. Maybe once or twice. Well, and I know it's not just me. There's been a lot of bugs introduced in the last patch. Um, a lot of people are having issues specifically if you go to um, the ship that you call in. I forget its name. Or the space station. The Nexus or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you interact with certain objects there, it just crashes the game no matter what for everybody. And they're trying to figure that one out. So there's there's definitely some bugs. Um but like it occurred to me that like for a game that's procedurally generated like and I understand why they want all of the space stations to be the same so that everybody can go to any system and complete all the like the stuff you have to be able to do. Right. Um but like half the appeal of an exploration game is like being able to kind of get fucked over. Like you kind of, you need to plan and be able to stock up for your long haul if you're going to go on an exploration mission. Um, Whereas like in that game, like it's almost as if you're, you're speed running that game now. Whenever, like anytime I see someone playing it now, it's like, can I make 250 million in three hours? And I'm not going to use the easy money like way to get it. So it's almost become one of those things of like people kind of had to create their own fun because the thing where it's procedurally generated, 
isn't really all that good, unfortunately, because almost every planet has, you know, they all have kind of the same creatures and plants and rocks. So you'll get like 10 different rocks on a planet and they'll all have different names. And they all just look like a rock or a slightly taller, skinnier rock. Like every planet I've gone to has a literal eyeball with like eyelashes rolling around on it with different colored, you know, iris or, you know, slightly different colored eyeball skin on the outside. Yeah, Um, I feel like that game was a lot of like, you can explore a universe. It's procedurally generated. (laughs) Like everything's different and there's crazy shit to look at all over the place. And then they forgot to actually give me like an actual reason to do that though. Yeah, and like it it's got these weird like w- once you understand how the procedural generation works in that game, it kind of makes it not so fun. And it's not hard to figure it out. Because like the thing that I learned is if you want a specific color ship, go to a space station and the first 3 ships that fly in, those are the colors that every ship that comes in are going to be. Like that's where I'm like, wait, you went to all this trouble to make your whole game procedurally generated, and then you decided there's only going to be three colors of ships on this planet? Like, I'm sorry, but what are you doing over there? But that's why you have to go to a different planet and a different space station. Yay! Well, and then there's the whole thing of, like, I understand they want to make it so that you have to, like, fuel your spaceship and you got to make warp cores and get fuel for the thrusters... But, like, without any, like, I didn't look up how to do anything in that game the first time I played it. I had no knowledge of, like, what to do. Um, Like, I had heard somebody talk about, like, selling Cobalt. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just mine some of that before I go up to the space station so I have a little cash. But, like, I didn't know the money trick where you, like, basically use your, um, your crafting ability to take an element that's just copious and cheap and turn that into multiples. So like you take 10 cobalt and 10 oxygen and you turn it into a hundred cobalt and then you turn that hundred into a thousand, et cetera, until you have, you know, 40,000 of them to sell. And then you crash the economy by selling all of your cobalt to them at like regular price. And then you buy it all back at, negative 80% of the price. And then you go to the next system and rinse and repeat until you have literal trillions of dollars Um, because every station buys it. So, um, yeah, like the, the fueling thing is what really made me not play that game at all. So what I was getting at with that though, is literally with no knowledge of that, like I had limited funds at the beginning of my playthrough Within an hour, I had figured out how to have an endless supply of fuel, but I had to keep fucking making the stupid fuel. Yeah. At that point, either if you want to have that grind at the beginning where you got to figure out how to get off the planet and like fuel your ship and whatever, fine. That's, that's great. How about after an hour, you let me buy a thing I install on the ship and it never runs out of fucking fuel, please. They let me do that with the landing gear. Or just makes it real easy so that I don't have to do this a lot. Yeah, it's Um, literally pointless. 
I feel like the other space games got this correct a long time ago, and I don't really know what they were thinking. Like, Elite Dangerous, I think, is the gold standard oh, of yeah. fuel in a game. It's skill-based like, can... fueling for your ship, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, like, fucking, there's different kinds of fueling tanks, and it's something you want to consider, depending on what you're trying to do and what ship you want to buy. Um, and then just just buy it. Don't run out of fuel. You'll be just fucking stuck in space, but don't worry, because there's a bunch of people online that created an organization to make sure that's not really a fucking problem anymore. But it also so, makes a whole new game for them to participate in, too, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because, so, like, the game gives you kind of, like, the predefined, like, you can do combat or exploration or trading or whatever the fuck. And other people were just like, or you could, you know, be an emergency fueler. Yeah, a fuel rat. Because we just made that up and we need it and now it's in the game. Look and I, I love like, that you discovered that because you did the thing where you ran out of fuel out in the middle of space and had to look up a way to get help. Yeah, you're just sitting there like, okay, to Google then. And they're just like, oh yeah, just contact these people. They have like an like one of those IRC chat things on this website. And I'm like, okay, well this seems real sketchy, but I'm not going anywhere. So I guess Yeah. You know. So AAA Space it Edition it is. <laughs> which which honestly has to be a, my number one favorite uh video game interaction online in the past decade. Yeah. Like, Fuel Rats may be one of the greatest things I've ever encountered. I, I think that is probably my favorite, like, like natural, like, video game thing that's happened with the internet since World of Warcraft, where I was getting ganked by a couple of people, and this random guild walked up and murdered all of them for me, and that was what they did. Like, that was their <laughs> guild, was to go help people that were solo getting, you know, camped. Like they would just kill you as soon as you resurrected again. So they were making people like quit playing the game. Cause you like had to play a different character or something. Can we talk about how they didn't do anything about that at first, at least in world of Warcraft classic. Cause that started happening to me and I was like, dude. <laughs> okay. So they, they did that, but that's not all they did. They also didn't address the issue of gold sellers and people selling runs through dungeons so that the only way to do the end game content was to either play 12 hours a day so you could craft stuff to do the dungeon or you had to literally buy gold on a third party website again go like they wanted the authentic experience and they got it I guess um but I, I follow somebody on Twitter that was just like, I, I have to stop playing this game because I spend six hours every day running in circles, collecting fucking weeds to make my potions so that I can spend six hours in this dungeon and hope they don't screw up. Or I can pay, you know, the equivalent of $10 a day to some shady website and just buy gold, and then I can go on the auction house and buy all these mats. Um, which then started getting price fixed, and they couldn't even do that anymore. <laughs> like, they let people completely fuck up that game for people again. And I've seen pretty much all of the hardcore WoW classic people say, yeah, we're not even going to bother with the Burning Crusade, because we know what happened with the original one, 
And we know that's going to happen again here. So why should we bother? Right. Well, and I feel like World of Warcraft is one of those games, and Blizzard's kind of no- notorious for this kind of shit, where they never found the balance. No, no, they didn't. They never did. They, you know, World of Warcraft was good. It was a good try. Like, look, no, nothing against World of Warcraft Classic. Of course, it had its problems. Um, but their solution was to basically make it go from being kind of immersive and taking a lot of time and really appreciating the progress you made to like, I don't know, fuck it, you can be level 100 in like three hours, woo! It's like, okay, well, great, but like, find something in the middle. I feel like uh, they never really put out a lot of actual high-quality content either after the initial stuff. Um, they kind of treated their player base like babies, where like, you give a baby a toy, you know, so that they can be quiet and kind of play for a few minutes. And then they get tired of that toy and you're like, oh, look, here's a new shiny toy. And they drop the last one and pick that one up for five minutes. And then eventually you just run out of toys and the baby screams. And it's just like, well, I guess we're done here. <laughs> like, I mean, know. but that's, I mean, they did the same thing with Diablo three. Oh yeah. Uh, well, and I, like, I really feel like Diablo three was probably one of their biggest fuck ups. Because it was like, you know, it seemed to have like kind of a decent pace for a little while. And I'm like, all right, like the, maybe the main campaign could be a little faster. Because the things that took a while didn't really need to take a while. Oh, God. Uh, My first playthrough took so long. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is just mindless running through not that interesting level design. Well, and like, when I did here, try to figure out where the thing is, like, yeah, I don't know. Now right? when I play that game, like if there's something new I want to check out, which there hasn't been for a long time, um, like the last time I did this was when the Necromancer came out. Um, I just, I couldn't bring myself to play through the whole fucking story again. And I didn't want to spend, you know, three or four hours just grinding dungeons for just levels. Like you're not getting anything good. Oh, you just run straight to the rift. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you're just going as quickly as you can for no reward. You're not getting gear or anything, at least not meaningful gear. You're just going to out-level it in another 20 minutes. Um, so I, I joined a chat channel that just speedruns people um, and power levels you. So somebody goes in a max level T10 rift with a level 1 character that just stands at the entrance and you're getting like 10,000 times experience just by them killing the monsters in the instance you're in. So you just stand there for 20 minutes and then go like you teleport to them when they go to the next level of the dungeon in the rift. Yeah. And they kill all the mobs and you never actually fight anything because everything in there will one shot you. Um, so you literally just stand there for 20 minutes and people just like, you know, offer to do that because it doesn't change their game at all. Like they don't have to do anything other than invite you to the game because they're already running these T10 rifts so that they can get gear and experience and whatever. Well, that was kind of the thing. Like, okay, so you get to the end of Diablo and I'm like, all right, I'm down with the pace. Are there going to be some interesting dungeons? Like what's the end game content? What are we doing here? And they're like, Oh, there's the rift. Okay. The rift was fine at first. Then they they tried doing like the seasons thing, and I'm like, I don't really care about this at all. Like, it's still just the rift. They, they tried oh, to copy Path of Exile's seasons, 
It didn't work. Without actually putting any new content in it. Yeah. They were just like, but hey, what if we give you a new cosmetic if you play through the whole thing again? Yeah. Which, you know, no. So, then they're like, okay, alright, here's the thing. After years of this game being out already, are you ready for this? Now you can be a necromancer. And I'm like, dude. (laughs) Great, I guess. And play the same content that I've played with all of the other characters multiple times. Thank you. This the amount of time I will spend on this is probably equal to the amount of time or money spent on it. Like thirty and, bucks, dollar per minute. That's pretty much. Yeah, and like <laughs> I was not the biggest Necromancer fan, but I was like, I'll check it out. I like Diablo three. Like I still like that game. I think it's got cool skills and it looks pretty it was, neat. It was great when it was new. Yeah, and like, I was yeah. one of the people. I actually made a lot of money on the auction house, the real money auction house. Um, I think I made like $600 by selling gear on that thing in like the first month. Um, I actually built a computer just to play that game and paid for the computer with that game. Um, but anyway, um, Path of Exile, they actually fucking get the end game ARPG thing. Correct. Like they have, in my opinion, they have the best development cycle and best development team of any game out there. And one of the best um, monetary models, because they're essentially putting out an entire new expansion with new voice acting, new characters, new skills, new balance. Like they're literally basically creating an entire expansion in the way that you would like go from like, you know, uh, gosh, like more than like going from Diablo two to Lord of Destruction and, it's like going from like, uh, fuck, I don't even know. Like, I guess WoW Classic to Burning Crusade. Like, you're getting a whole new set of content. You know, like, we're adding a whole new class, essentially, by giving you all these new skills. We're also rebalancing the old skills. And we're going to give you new, more powerful versions. And here's an entire new mechanic where you have to go and explore a lost temple with an entire new character with new voice acting, a whole new story, a new set of items, a bunch of new cosmetics, and you can get a bunch of this stuff for free if you just play the game. Like and by the way the game is completely free. <laughs> like they're literally just like, "Hey, if you like what we're doing, you can buy some cosmetics and it's not that expensive, or you can buy a supporter pack and get some extra cosmetics on top of it." Path of Exile pisses me off okay <laughs> so much like i was like i was just looking at the path of exile 2 website and like you know it looks it looks neat like everything you're saying sounds great i'm also down with the development cycle i played some path of exile like everything about that game sounds amazing and the moment we start talking about it, i want to download it and the same thing happens every fucking time i play that game i don't have any fun I don't know what it is about that game, but I just don't have any fun. And I want to, because I feel like there's no reason for me not to be having fun. So somebody, somebody kind of articulated something the other day that I really kind of appreciated because it happened to me with POE too. So there are so, so many skills in that game, like thousands. And they all work and feel completely different. 
And you know how like certain games, like, you know, you play Halo and you're like, man, these guns feel really good. And then you play something like, you know, I don't know, Serious Sam or something. You're like, these guns just don't feel good. It just feels like, you know, it doesn't sound right. There's not a good recoil. It doesn't feel punchy enough. You know, there's like an actual game feel to things. Yeah. Um, like nobody wants to shoot a shotgun that has a weak sound effect. Like, come on. I want yeah, to you don't want to shoot like a, a shotgun, shotgun. And, it, and it sounds like a slingshot. Well, that yeah. might be funny. But, um, <laughs> but no, the thing with PoE is I think it's kind of about finding what in that game feels right. Because there's certain skills that might be really good, but a lot of people just like, oh, I just, I can't play Freeze Pulse because I don't like the way that mechanic works. And like for me, I don't play Reign of Arrows, even though it's like one of the top skills right now, because I just don't like the way that it works. And like, I think the Crackling Lance skill looks really cool and it works really well, but I really don't like the way that it feels when I play it. It just doesn't feel right to me. I mean, I always just use whatever, like whatever I picked up that, you know, well, like I would I know... try a bunch of shit out and it would be like, okay, this is the stuff I like. And the problem is I'd end up getting like hundreds and hundreds of skills and like most of them don't even work together. So it was like I was ending up with a box of puzzle pieces to different puzzles. So that's a game that, and I know this is an issue for you with this game, but like it's one of those kind of divisive things. Like the people that like it really like it. The people that don't like it, don't really like it or really don't like it. Um, Is the game kind of wants you to make a plan before you start playing it? Like you need to go in with a blueprint to build this thing. I, I, I did the, I did the build thing last time I tried to play the game. Um, and like to a certain extent, it was just kind of like you're probably not going to get the majority of this build till end game. So I had to make it to end game, but I never got any skills that work together. So it was really well, just, okay. Was so that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though, is if you didn't get the skills that work together, then you didn't have a good build because, like, yeah, you're not typically like a lot of skills you're not going to use until like level 28 or level no, no, 50. No, I didn't get them. I, I never got any of the skills for my build. Okay. So the thing is you just were missing knowledge then because you can buy any gem in the game. Like you can just go purchase it. You might have to be at a certain level or get to a certain point in the story. Well, that was, that was the issue. It's like, I couldn't, I was trying to get to that point. But right. I was having trouble doing that because, like, the, the beginning of the game's not that bad. But, like, later on, it's like, okay, well, I'd like to beat, like, this boss or whatever. But I, I literally fucking can't because everything that I have is just not anything that I need to actually fight with. It's just me making the best of garbage. Well, and that's, I guess that's kind of what I was getting at, though, is you kind of have to have a plan for, like, how I'm going to get to the end game or how I'm going to get to from point A to point B so that I can get, then get to point C where I actually want to be at. So like a lot of the time, if I'm going to play something like, you know, uh, I want to play molten orb or I think it's called like rolling magma or something like that. Now, um, if I'm going to play that or I, maybe I want to play like firestorm, 
I'm going to start out with just fucking regular fireball and I'm not going to get another skill. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get fireball and then I'm going to make it so that it does additional freezing damage. So it freezes enemies and then I'm going to get multiple fireballs and then I'm going to make it ignite them so that they take burning damage. And I'm basically just going to ramp up one of my skills and then I'm going to have some utility that's like, you know, movement or like makes me take less damage or a totem to distract enemies. Um, and then eventually when I get to the right level, I'm going to switch over to the skill that I actually want to start using. Um, I think at least in the first half of that game, because uh, I went to the vendors a lot, I just didn't give a shit about like any of the skill gems. Well, like, and that's the thing is like, typically when you play that game, you're not actually like you're not picking up skill gems unless you're a hoarder like I am and have three stash tabs of every skill gem in case I want to play that at some point. Yeah, that's um, funny. But like also I play solo self found, which means I can't buy stuff from other players. Um, like I have to find everything. So I do pick up those skill gems. So like if I do want to play this character, I don't have to go searching for that gem later. Um, but the thing is, you kind of go in and say, here's my build. So, like, this is the, I'm looking for, you know, spell damage gear and life on my gear and resistances on my gear. Like, when you're leveling, the only stuff you care about are your resistances and some life. Like, and just having enough stats to use your gems. Like, you need enough dex or strength or whatever. Um, and then eventually... It's like, okay, I'm getting to like act two or three. I need to start looking for a four socket item. I don't care what the stats are, but I know I need to have four gems to do enough damage to kill the boss. And I need to have at least like 2000 health or whatever. So I'm just looking for gear with health and stats and slots. And they know you have to have like at least four sockets to do certain stuff at a certain level. So like one of the the quest rewards will be one of each type of items so like, you know, spell stuff like cloth armor, leather armor, heavy armor, and they yeah. all have four sockets. So they're guaranteeing like it might not be the perfect thing, but like hey, here's your four socket item so you don't get totally fucked over. And you can totally just not use it. But, like, if you really need that item... See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you just explaining uh, the basics of how to just get to the end game sounds so fucking boring. Well, and it, it's definitely kind of one of those games that rewards playtime and knowledge. Like, it's it's not as bad your first time playing because the story's kind of interesting. Everything's kind of new. You're learning. Um, it's a little slow. But, you know, it, it's got that new shine to it still. And then, like, you know, you're like, oh, man, I kind of fell off this or ran out of time on this season. Um, I'm going to go try again. And you're a little bored this time because, like, well, that didn't work. Fuck. Or, like, you know, your build just fails because you, you know, you screwed up your gear or something or you just had bad luck and couldn't find a good piece of gear to carry you. Um but eventually, you're like, I have a build, 
and I know what stats I'm looking for. I know what gear to pick up. I have an item filter installed so that I'm only seeing the stuff I want to see and I'm not wasting time looking at trash. And now all I have to do is rush through the game. Like I can get to end game, like the start of the end game. Cause that's the thing is they're at the point now where there's like five levels of end game. Um, like there's a lot of different shit you can go do. Um, I can get there in like four hours, three or four hours. Um, and it's pretty interesting. Like I'm, I'm usually like zooming through and like it, it, instead of a game of like, Oh man, this is so cool. This boss looks so neat. It's kind of that thing where you've made this own, your own challenge in your head. You kind of made your own new game where you're like, how fast can I do this? How efficient can I do this? I mean, like, you know, I get that, because that's that's how I feel about, like, Diablo, but I, I just can't make it to Endgame. Yeah. Like, I just, it's not, like, and part of the thing is, like, like the story. It, I tried pretty, to pay attention yeah. last time, and I still don't even know what the fuck that game is about. None Honestly, of it is memorable to me, and I think a lot of its presentation is, like, the biggest problem. So they've they've changed a lot of that pretty recently like within the last couple months um, and they've added a lot to it. But honestly, if the story, if you're interested in understanding the story, your best bet is go find like one of those 20 minute YouTube breakdowns. Let's see, but I don't want to understand it. I just want, I don't know. I guess I kind of want to feel the motivation. Like Diablo's presentation was enough that like, I was at least kind of paying attention to the story for most of it. Like I, I didn't care. I was not interested in the story in Diablo three. I tried cause I liked the story in Diablo two and I read the books and loved them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, Diab- well, Diablo two even is it was a good example. Like Diablo two had a good presentation. Even Diablo One had an okay Which presentation. I'm there wasn't so much story excited there. that they're remaking all of those trailers, like exactly as they are, but they're remaking them in full 3D. Yeah, I'm be so great. excited, and that that game is going to run exactly as it did before, like at 26 FPS or 30 FPS or whatever it is. But it's just going to have the new pretty graphics running over top of it, and not fuck up the feel of that game. Is so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to play that. Um, but no, like I, I think Path of Exile is one of those games that if you can find a skill that feels really good and clicks with you, and you can get to the point where you can get to end game pretty easily and seamlessly, um, it's not bad. Like I've played three different characters to end game, and like into end game um, this season alone. Like, I think I have probably, like, 80 hours in this season, which has been out for, like, a month at this point. Um, it, it's definitely one of those games where, like, it feels really good when you get the hang of it. It's like whenever you... It, it's that thing, when you're good at something, it feels good when you do it. Yeah. It's, it's like rewarding your skill. Um, but sometimes, like, when you get to end game. Like, I have one build that I played this season, which I've played before, but I just didn't quite get it right this time for some reason. I don't know what I screwed up, but I screwed something up, and I've not had good luck with my gear. Um, it just kind of fell off once I got to endgame. Like, it, it super zoomed all the way up to it, and then it was just like, man, this feels really bad. And then I started a third character, and I was like, okay, this feels really, really good, and the end game is really good. So... I don't know. It, it's 
it's kind of like it becomes that sandbox thing where you can kind of just do whatever you want to do at some point. Um, I think there's just so many other games that I want to play, and that yeah. game that just doesn't it doesn't pull me in enough. I don't to think, really enjoy. I it. don't think Poe is the game for you. I, I think the way that game works just is not appealing to your taste and the way you like to play games. Um, yeah, it's just upsetting fun. because there's like it is cool. The, yeah, the the list of uh, good ARPGs out there is uh, it's, it's very non-existent. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well. Do you like PoE? No. Oh, well, have you tried playing Diablo 3? Like, could we get something more recent? Oh, but what about Torchlight no. 3? Oh, God. Uh, yay. Man, I, I tried so hard. I streamed that game, and I had planned out a build, and it like it looks, it looks really nice. In theory, the skills are cool. The characters are kind of neat. I like the pet system. Um, but that game is a goddamn train wreck as far as playability like your character gets stuck on shit there's no click to move so you're constantly clicking on enemies and running into them instead of running around them and i had an issue at one point where i was fighting a boss that took up the whole screen and i couldn't actually avoid the attacks because you can't click anywhere but on him and i was like well this is just fucking stupid like i'm playing a ranged character but i can't actually be ranged here he takes up the whole goddamn screen and i can't do anything but click on him um like they they just really fucked up with the design on that game well i mean like the torchlight series never got me in the first place it always just felt <laughs> i've got too a couple hundred like hours a... in the first one no i know you do um, i love that game but... those games all just felt like too cheap of a knockoff for the of diablo and i just I want a good ARPG, but I don't. I could just play Diablo, and I'm I'm really excited to play a bunch of Diablo too. Like I cannot wait. Like I've I've been thinking about like what characters I want to play. Like I'm excited about the Zeladin, the Hammerdin. Um, I can't wait to play the uh, um, Armageddon Druid. Um, try out a fucking Necromancer because I never really played a full Necromancer build as you know a kid when. It, the game came out um, oh i did that's pretty much all i played like, was necromancer yeah, and that's like what everybody tells me and i'm like nah man i was all about the zealotin fucking run up and beat bitches to death with a hammer now nah, dude just creating an army of skeletons is like the greatest thing ever yeah I, i'm excited to do that and i never got into the source um she just i i didn't really like the animations on her skills and it always just felt kind of clunky to me how she'd either teleport around or look like some fucking drunken hobo like tripping over sidewalks walking around. Um, I wanted to, I want to try when that game comes out. We need to co-op it because there's something I used to do with my buddy Brent, and I want to try it again. Which was I used to play Necromancer, and I would just make a bunch of like strong minions, and then just try to like not ever be hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he would play a trap assassin. Yeah, that was fun. And, and just leave traps everywhere to make sure that definitely nobody ever fucked with me. Right. I want to try doing it from the assassin side this time. Okay. I never really played assassin. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I did play assassin. I liked the uh, fire trapper. I'm and also... I, played, uh... I, I, I can't wait for this fucking Baldur's Gate to finally come out, too. Yeah, that looks real good. The trailer was neat. I've played some of it so far. Oh, did you? 
yeah, the pro- I haven't continued playing it because every time there's a patch, they basically you you can't use any of your old save files. Yeah, they just wipe it. Um, so I I kind of would rather just wait for more of it to be out. But they've only released like chapter like one of five, and the other ones aren't coming out until the full release. Um, and it's got some rough fucking edges. Yeah, I bet. And and it's mostly just like graphical stuff. It, like I haven't really encountered anything game breaking. Yeah. Um. Oh, and the uh, also the new Magic: The Gathering ARPG that was an MMO is coming out this year. There's a beta for that in a month or two, I believe. Ooh, I'm gonna have to check that out. I do um, love me some magic. And then tomorrow, the demo for Outriders comes out at noon. Oh, nice! So I'm gonna be checking that out tomorrow. I'm hoping to stream it because um, it is, in fact, a demo and not a beta. They were very clear. Um, and any progress you make in the game will actually carry over to the full game if you buy it. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that in a while. I was just like, well, that's neat. When, um, when who does demos anymore? Who does this? <laughs> Arcane technology. Your demos. It's called a beta, you idiots. Um, I, yeah, I'm they also. Were like, they were like, no, the game works. We don't need you to tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I had started playing a decent amount of Disco Elysium. Yeah, yeah. Um. And that game was actually starting to get me. I just kind of got stuck and I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really want to stream it. And that game has a lot of reading. Yeah, it's like a full, it's basically a story. It's not like a game game. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of game aspect to it, but it is very story heavy for sure. Uh, but they are doing an update sometime in the next couple of months where I think it's going to be all voice acted. Oh, holy shit. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds great. I will absolutely check that out. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Because I haven't played it like I've wanted to. But, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to sit and read all that on stream. And I don't know that I want to sit silently and play that game either. No, like, it's one of those like games that you definitely to... want to play. Because yeah. the 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 actual like dialogue and story are fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, it's a great like, game. But yeah, no, I don't want to read that shit or sit in silence either. Like, yeah, absolutely it, it seems like something that would be more fun with a group. Yeah. More fun to read this book with a group of people. <laughs> Fill out the Mad Lib with, with the class. Um, uh, I'm trying to think about what else <laughs> I've been playing lately. I played a lot of... I got to the end of Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, finally. Yeah. Um, Four hundred episodes I later. I can't, dude. Oh my god! Especially the last arc. Yeah. It's like you spending an hour fighting the same couple of clones over and over and over and over again, and then when you get to the end of the chapter, you're like, "Am I finally done?" And they're like, "You know what? We should really do the thing that will allow us to advance the plot." And everyone's like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Cool. All we'll have to do is fight another army of clones, and then we'll move the story forward." And oh, I'm like, god. "God damn it! This is..." way too anime this is dragon ball z <laughs> this is this is dragon ball they fucking captured that shit yeah they did no so i got to the final boss um but the problem is like they give you a character to use at the very end of the last arc Ugh, um, i hate that shit. so you so you barely even use that character i didn't even spend much time leveling her up because i'm like i'm absolutely gonna beat this game with yamcha and you can't tell me otherwise um 
but yeah, so they force you to fight with that character who's underleveled, who you have no experience with, um, fighting like a super overleveled character with items, and you don't get to use any items. And I'm like, so literally, if the other character, if like the boss character hits me even like five times, I'm just dead. I'm like, well, this is stupid. They're doing oh. the uh, the old school thing where they're trying to make it, you know, you turn the difficulty up and it just makes, you know, the enemies have infinite health and you have no health. Well, no, there's a you there's know. an easy way to beat her. And that is to grind for like 12 hours until I'm about the same level. Yeah. Which I don't. Yeah, that sounds want to do. Yeah. I'm like, I just did nothing but grinding my way to the end of this fucking game, and now you're telling me I have to go replay half of it with this character just to grind them up? Like, right. I'm to do it. No. Well, and not the not the same thing at all, but something I wanted to mention, because I know we're both pretty excited about it, the new uh, Mortal Kombat movie looks super fucking great. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, like, my buddy hit me up. soon, too. Yeah, it comes out this year, I believe, right? Yeah, like... I think real soon. Um, yeah, April 16th. Damn, that is really soon. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to wait till April 20th, though. Uh, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be out in theaters only or if I can watch it on like HBO. I'm going to assume it's going to be HBO because I don't even know if... Who knows what's going to happen with theaters or anything. We're clearly all being retarded about COVID, so who knows what will happen. Yeah, it says it will be released in theaters on HBO, so I'm just going to watch that shit for free. Speaking of which, taking us away from games for a minute, I actually just watched a movie that's in theaters right now on HBO. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I didn't watch that one, but I heard it was pretty good. Oh my, you need to fucking watch it. It is amazing. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, I I was super into that fucking movie. And you know me, I don't, I don't fucking like movies. Yeah, I've, I've been watching uh, American Gods, which is pretty good. That That's one of those few series that's kind of like kept going in interesting directions each season and not gotten like boring or gone. I mean, it, it's gone off the rails, but the whole thing is fucking bonkers anyway. Um, also, I want to know where the fuck is season two of Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> like that shit was supposed to be out like last year, I think. COVID, just, nobody's know. talking about it, but they're silently uh, done. It's possible. I mean, I would not be surprised at all. Um, um, oh, <clears throat> here's something that I played. I played this during the 24 hour stream, uh, postal four. Yeah, I remember you had mentioned that. I didn't get to watch that. I should go back and watch that part of the stream. It is, um, I mean, it's definitely still an alpha, but, you know, that's, you know, that's what they're telling people, so they're not lying. Yeah. Um, But, fuck, first of all, it's already more stable than Cyberpunk, so take that for what you will. But, (laughs) that game is, it's just, it's, they tried to do different shit with Postal 3. Um, and that game bombed so much that they they don't even recommend buying it on their own website. Wow! But yeah, you should check it out. It's hilarious. 
Like, you can go to that page, but it'll be like, we're telling you up front, like, you can, but you shouldn't buy this game. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> we'll take your money, but you're going to have a bad time. Um, no, Postal 4 is just Postal 2. Ah. They're like, it's now the future. We can make this look a little better and a lot bigger and have you do a lot more stuff that's equally as offensive. And I'm like, all right. Postal 4 is everything I wanted Postal 3 to be already. Nice. Um, I I really want to try and play through all the Shenmue games. I didn't realize how difficult that was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's an undertaking. Well, the biggest reason is I went to go back and play Shenmue 1. And I never played Shenmue 1. I played a lot of Shenmue 2. Which was alright. Yeah. Um, when they released it for Steam, they didn't bother to up the audio quality at all. Oh, God. So it's the already terrible voice acting and recording quality, but it's like Dreamcast quality. Yep. And I'm like, ooh. And that's for a rough. game that has a lot of cutscenes and a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a, not a good time. <laughs> That's not a good... T- I might just skip to Shenmue 2 and be like, that, you know what, it didn't like matter to me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just, again, just go read a, a Wikipedia summary of the story. I mean, they have, like, a little video thing, so you yeah. can, like, watch. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, man, well, I think we should wrap this episode up. It's been a little over two hours. Um Want to want to make sure everything works correctly and my file size isn't ridiculous and all that. Um, yeah, but uh, we we need to do this more often. At least I like doing weekly, but like, see how it goes. Yeah, we'll check we'll we'll check it out. We'll work something out. So uh, yeah, but I mean, I like I have plenty more stuff to talk about, but like it's getting late and um, I don't want this to go too super long. So um, we'll leave some content for the next episode. Yeah. We talked about a uh, real life economy and video game economies. It's been good. It's We're all it's, crashing. It's been a very <laughs> economic episode. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's crashing is the summary <laughs> of this episode. Remember kids, buy GameStop. It, it went back up. Did you see that? <laughs> it really did. No. It actually, no, it's I... funny. It went back up and stopped at the same price. I sold it off at the first time. <laughs> Uh, I'll take my ten dollars. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my ten dollars and be happy. But I do. I have a bunch of Dogecoin. I recommend buying the Doge. Anything I can get fifteen hundred shares of for like ten dollars or whatever it was. I mean so that, that that does not sound bad. I mean, if that ends up being like, um, if it gets to the current price of Bitcoin, I will be a multimillionaire. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because I invested something like $20. So, Fair enough. But, all right, man. Well, uh, we will uh, do this again soon, and I will let you know either tonight or tomorrow um, if we need to dump the audio out of your stream. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, you guys have a good one, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks.